It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show. And be sure to follow me. On Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag, either at me or DM me on Twitter over at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is presented by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less in their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 of promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. San Francisco 49ers 37, your Carolina Panthers, and unfortunately my Carolina Panthers too, 15. Carolina Panthers head coach Matt Rule is now 11. In 27, as a head coach here in Carolina, dating back to the 2020 season, he has now lost 11 of his last 12 games dating back to last season. And the Panthers never led, so we don't even have to bring up the stat of how the Panthers are 6-13 and 13. <laughs> in 19 of the last 22 games where they've led. They didn't lead today, so just didn't have to update that stat, even though I just did. It finally happened, folks. The Carolina Panthers have officially broken your boy. I tried my best to be positive, and I can't come up here every day for 30 minutes and just rail on the organization and on the team. I got to try and find the positives, like Terrace Marshall. He was able to play today. Richard Higgins does not have a catch on the season. He was inactive. LaVisca Chanel was inactive. So Terrace Marshall got a jersey for the first time since week two, and he had four catches. So Terrace Marshall... Actually looked good. So congratulations to Terrace for putting out good tape on Sunday afternoon. Also, Baker Mayfield, a big issue, has been the batted balls. Did not see a single batted pass on Sunday afternoon at the line of scrimmage. So there are the positives. I try to do that because I can't just sit here and constantly be negative about this team. But I have to be honest with y'all. And that's what I hope y'all get from me and, and believe that I'm being honest with you. Like, that's the one thing I'm trying to differentiate between everybody else who does these shows and these podcasts, talks about this team, is just my honesty, just trying to be authentic and tell y'all really how I feel. If I think the team's good, I'm going to tell you that. If I think the team's bad, I'm going to tell you that. And you can't put lipstick on this pig. 
This is the ugliest hog in the NFL at this point in time. We got the State Fair going on in Raleigh starting this week. I'll be down there this weekend. This is an ugly pig. This is not a blue ribbon winning pig. This is not even a pig that you would put in the dang hog races that they're going to have in Raleigh this week. This is a bad football team. This is a bad head coach in Matt Rule. We've already gotten there, y'all. We have already gotten to the point where I'm going to start telling y'all, go to the farmer's market. Do anything else. My friend Luke DeCock, who is a columnist for the News Observer in Raleigh, he wrote a column last week. And I want y'all to keep watching it. That's what you want to do. Do that. But it's not healthy if you're going to watch the game. And it's going to put you to the point where you're just going to say all these ugly things on Twitter and it makes you so mad. Like, I am frustrated just like you. But, yeah, we've gotten there. Through five weeks, we are already there at farmer's market time. It's the fall weather here. It's going to be a beautiful time in North Carolina. I can't wait to get down to trial next weekend and hang out and just see the fall colors and everything and just get out of town for a few days. But this is depressing. This sucks. I really thought this was going to be a playoff team. And hell, (laughs) they still can do it. But honestly, who thinks that's going to happen? Can they? Sure they can. Will they? No, they won't. It's just, it's depressing. And I tried to, the good thing about the 405 start times is you can go out and do other things on Sunday before the game. So for me, I went to go play golf with some friends. Unfortunately, it was backed up so much where after nine holes, I had to leave because it's two o'clock. There's no way we're getting through that back nine in less than two hours. It's not going to happen. I need to get home and to watch this bleep show. So, like, I try to enjoy it. And, I you know, golf's also a terrible way to, to – it's a great way to ruin a day as well. But, and I didn't play well at all. But I wanted to do something to enjoy my day before watching this team. Like, that's where we're at. That's where a lot of people are at, where they're choosing not to watch the game. The guys who are a part of the Bring Back the Buzz, now the Crown Club, they're talking about how – I mean, they're diehard Panther and Hornets fans. And they're not watching the game at all. They're spending time with their family. Like, that is a conscious decision people are making. That's how bad it's gotten here in Carolina. And I know we want to use the 49ers fans taking over the stadium as a referendum on the city franchise. It really isn't because that's not a new occurrence. We saw it last year when the Eagles came to town in Minnesota. It was shocking. We've seen in the past when Pittsburgh's come to town, when Dallas has come to town. Like that is what happens when legacy franchises come to Bank of America Stadium, especially with such a transplant city that we are here in Charlotte. There's plenty of people like me. I'm sure you listening who grew up in the area that grew up going to Panthers games and are still fans of this team and have been here since the inception of this team back in 95. But man, it felt different. It felt different because I just don't think the energy has ever been this bad. I talked to Josh Klein a couple weeks ago about the psyche of this fan base and where everyone was at. And I know social media is a vacuum and it's not necessarily how everyone feels, but it feels like that's, our true representation of this fan base and where they're at right now with these Matt Rule coach Carolina Panthers. I've told y'all before, I'm not going to come up here and scream and shout fire rule. It does nothing. It does no, me no good as someone who, you know, could potentially be in there face-to-face covering with these guys daily and covering them. But, like, that's not a good – I don't think there's really much positive that comes from that. And I also don't ever want to lose sight that these are human beings. Like, these are people. This is their livelihood. And I understand that Matt Rule is going to make a fortune whether he succeeds – or not here in Carolina. But there's a lot of people who are here because of Matt Rule that aren't generationally wealthy. 
that are going to have to uproot their lives and go elsewhere, whether they follow him to your nearest college town or if they have to try and find another job in the NFL. Maybe they don't want to go back to college. Maybe they want to be NFL coaches. So there's a lot of people involved. Like There's wives who are going to have to leave. And yes, they're taken care of because their husbands are very rich, but they've had to deal with the pandemic and not being able to go out and be with friends and meet people. There's children who have gone through remote learning and had to deal with pandemic, which I can't imagine what that's been like for the, your children if you have them, for the coaches' children during this entire situation, especially when you have NFL COVID protocols, and then for them to make friends, to have back normalcy this year, and then to have to move. Like, there's a lot of lives involved. But that being said, man, it's just time. We're wasting everyone's time at this point. Like, I, I still believe that we're firing Matt Rule is not going to change anything. Because the Carolina Panthers at this point in time have a head coach and a quarterback problem. The defense, while they didn't look great today, because they're down four starters and another one went down with injury and J.C. Horn will update his status later. It's hard. In San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, he's going to scheme it up better than anyone else in the NFL. Like That guy is a genius when it comes to calling plays, except for late in the Super Bowl. But that man, he can get, he can get it done. So what 49ers did today was not surprising at all, especially running the football. When the Panthers play against teams like that that want to run the ball, they have had tough time stopping them. But that's an excellent defensive unit that had another takeaway again today that's been able to score two of the last three weeks. Like, that's a good unit. You can win with them. Special teams has drastically improved. And shout-out to Raheem Blackshear, who was finally active today, because his two long returns set up the offense with a short field, which directly led to 10 points. And my path to victory was the offense getting short fields. I thought it would have been more towards the defense having to get a takeaway, which they were able to do. After Justin Burst dropped an interception, Damian Wilson, who had a solid game, was able to come up with that fumble, uh, that forced fumble. That's what I thought they had to do to win. But they just didn't do it enough offensively. Like, the defense is good. The special teams has improved. Offensively, you have weapons. Christian McCaffrey's back to being Christian McCaffrey. But when you have a bad head coach, you have a bad quarterback, and, hell, if the, if the coach had a quarterback, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. But it's also his own fault for the quarterback carousel. It falls also on the general manager, Scott Fitter. It falls, of course, at the feet of the owner, David Tepper, who, according to one of our listeners – who sits right below his box, Tepper left early again on Sunday. I'm just wondering, at what point, because y'all keep asking me this, and I don't know, but at what point do the embarrassments stack up to the point where Tepper's bruised ego cannot take anymore? I know he wants to see it through. This is the guy he fired Ron Rivera for. Ron Rivera's not having a great start over there in Washington either. They went to the playoffs first year. Last year they were no good, and they're 1-4 like the Carolina Panthers. But Ron is a proven head coach. He's a two-time NFL coach of the year. Like, that man can coach football. He has his issues, the missed opportunities, all that stuff that we've heard. But Ron Rivera is an NFL head coach. Matt Rule, I'm sure, will go to another college program, and he'll rebuild it, and he'll have him right there in contention for a conference championship. But it's just not going to work out for him in the NFL. It's not. I had hoped it would be different. I was behind Matt Rule. I was totally cool with him coming back this year to give this man another opportunity to get his coaching staff in a position that he wanted and to get another quarterback and hope that that guy – made it happen, but Baker Mayfield has not. And because of that, it's time to pull the plug. Matt Rule is going to get a college job. David Tepper, just free the man. You, that, that, he's a sunk cost. There's no way you're getting that money back. It's over. It's done with. The Carolina Panthers fan base, they're out on this team this season. They're not going to come back. It does not matter. It would be nothing more than ceremonial, like Mike Kay of the Charlotte Observer, who came on the show on Wednesday, said last week. 
it's not going to change anything about how bad Baker is. It's not going to change the fact that the offensive line struggled today. Nicky's still going to go through his, his growing pains. But it's going to free a lot of people of this constant angst and stress. And Sunday, it felt different. And that's why I'm at this point where I'm like, it's just time to move on. I'm not going to celebrate it at all. I, it sucks for Matt Rule. It sucks for his family. It's unfortunate for all of us involved. But it's not going to work out here with Matt Rule in Carolina. You got at the Rams next week, who they don't look very good. But you sh- I'm pretty sure they're going to figure it out next week. And in Tampa after that, back here at home, the Panthers had four of their first five games at home. We looked at this as an opportunity to get off to a great start. They're one in three at home, one in four overall. Nothing's going to change. This is just not going to be a good football team. We're going to be talking about the draft earlier than ever. And honestly, the only thing that could provide any sort of intrigue with this Carolina Panthers organization at this point in time is a head coaching change. And it is a conversation of having a top three pick possibly and looking at the quarterbacks and thinking who would be the guy you want here in Carolina. Like that's the only thing that's going to provide any intrigue because right now on the field, you're just not going to get it from this team. And that stinks to say because I certainly don't want to sit here for the next, oh God, what, 13 weeks as we have a bye and have to talk about all the bad things and how sad of a state, a state of affairs are here in Carolina. Well, that's just reality, man. That's just the reality where we're in. Matt Rule, it's not a matter of if, but when. He's going to get fired. And I've been saying that for a while that the numbers bear out he's going to get fired. But looking at it and on Sunday, especially the decisions, like I get it, you're down three scores. But the B-down 18, seven minutes left, and the kick a field goal, just a surrender in that situation, it's embarrassing. And then what on top of that, to not go onside but to kick it deep? Like, what are we doing here, man? What are we doing? That is just embarrassing game management from Matt Rule. The two-point conversion, whatever, it's a penalty. You get the ball to one. If you can't pick up a yard, then you don't deserve to win the game anyways. And the analytics say, down two scores, especially in the second half, you go for two to find out what you need earlier, and it increases your likelihood of winning. It doesn't matter, though, because the Panthers can't score. They can't move the football. So it doesn't really matter what they do. But just questionable decisions as far as like going for it on fourth down on that first drive or whatever it was, and then opting for the field goal, which then Eddie Pinheiro misses, which absolutely Matt Rule deserved. All of it, it's, it's farcical. It's a comedy of errors every single week. And it starts off with the head coach, the quarterback, but also falls right at the feet of Mr. David Tapper, who apparently can't even stomach the full 60 minutes of it. And yet we're all supposed to sit here and watch it continue when clearly his hand-picked head coach is not ever going to take the Carolina Panthers to sustain success or, hell, even a 500 season. All right, the defense, the injuries are stacking up, and that is one area the Carolina Panthers can ill afford to have any sort of injuries moving forward. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Week five of the NFL is wrapping up, but that does not mean that y'all can't still play fantasy sports throughout the week. You can go over and do it over at Prize Picks. Pick two to five players. If they go with a score that's more or less in their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Tour, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WWE. NBA, NASCAR, tennis, all of the sports, even cricket. 
Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50, so on and so forth. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match about the $100 when you download the price pick app or go to prizepicks.com. This lockdown podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. One of the issues that a team has when they feel the worst offense in the league when it comes to third down conversion percentage and the worst offense in the league when it comes to time of possession is that your defense gets worn down. We saw it yet again on Sunday, the same script that's played out the last two seasons here in Carolina where the offense does nothing, the defense tries to do everything, and they get tired at the end of the game, especially against teams like the Niners that are dedicated to running the football and are physical up front, and that's what we saw. What also occurs is the attrition, which it's football. People are going to get injured. That's the reality of the game. That's the nature of the sport. Well, it's plaguing the Panthers' defense once again. We saw it last year in the secondary when J.C. Horn went out in week three, when Dante Jackson went down, when Stephon Gilmore, who barely even played, went down, and how the Panthers were left with guys like C.J. Henderson, who we need to talk about here momentarily, and with Keith Taylor and just a beaten and battered unit. Well, the Panthers came into today with no Jeremy Chin, who's on IR, going to be out for at least the next four weeks with that hamstring injury, which is unfortunately the only massive, major missed time he's ever had in his career. He had only missed one game up until Sunday afternoon, missing the 49ers game. And then Xavier Woods was questionable, and he ended up not being active, and same thing with Frankie Louvu. So the Carolina Panthers missing their starting safeties, and their, maybe their MVP on defense this season, and Frankie Louvu who has been a revelation at that second linebacker spot next to Shaq Thompson. He's out, so that did not help, and matters were made worse when J.C. Horn went out with a hip injury, and I don't know the severity of that just yet. Matt Rule likely won't give us an update until Wednesday, as he'll talk to the media on Monday with his day-after press conference, if there even is a day-after press conference, and on Wednesday, when they're back to practice, that's when he'll give us more of an update on Horn and the rest of these guys. So when you're down four starters, you're going to struggle on defense. And the only chance Panthers have to win games at this point in time 
is that these guys on defense continue to play well and get forced takeaways and provide a short field in hell. If they could score some points, that would also be nice, which they did the last two weeks up until today where they did not do that, which, hey, it's a very high bar that they have to clear. It's a very high bar that they have to hold opponents under 17 points, and they also have to go out there and score their damn selves because the offense cannot consistently move the football. And the offense also... But Baker's pick six, which was a backbreaker right before halftime, you're not really playing well. And offensively, like, they didn't look that bad. It actually wasn't as um, visibly, like, um, not frustrating, but offensive. It wasn't nearly as visibly offensive as it's been the first four weeks. Like, they seem to make a step forward or take a step forward, but that was a backbreaker. So the defense is trying to compete against being on the field too long, a quarterback who's now turning the ball over and giving away points right before the half to the opponent, and a team that just, I mean, God, Lord, it's just so tough. So Jeremy Chin's out. I would imagine Lou's probably back next week, just guessing, since they were he was questionable. Probably the same thing with Xavier Woods. Justin Burris didn't add anything. You see now why he was not on the roster. He was banged up apparently during training camp, which has led to him not making the roster. Still is on the practice squad. It's good to have that experience, but there's a reason why they wanted to move on from Jeremy um, from Justin Burris, rather, and bring in Xavier Woods. Sean Chandler didn't really do anything. Miles Hartsfield, like, it, the whole secondary struggled. And then C.J. Henderson. Uh, as I told y'all, I went through Scott Fitterer's trades last week. I was bored. I was thinking to myself, all right, Matt Rule's clearly done here. Let's look back at Scott Fitterer, because he's going to be the next one who's going to be on the hot seat and figure out, you know, did he make a lot of good trades? Like, did he waste the draft picks? Because currently going to 2023, which is going to be very important for a new head coach, the Carolina Panthers own their first, second, fourth, and fifth round picks. Other than that, someone else owns their picks. And we'll see what those turn into. But trading away your third round pick and also trading away Dan Arnold has not really resulted into anything positive for the Carolina Panthers as far as a return. Like, the Jaguars ended up trading that pick to the Washington Commanders, and that fifth-round pick ended up becoming Sam Howell out of North Carolina. The Panthers' third-round pick that they that the Jacksonville got – sorry, the, Pan, well, the Panthers ended up trading it to Washington, whatever. But the Panthers' third-round pick um, that Jacksonville got ended up being Chad Mumma, a linebacker out of Wyoming. So it's not like the Panthers really got anything and Jacksonville really got anything that was great. But C.J. Henderson's not done anything at all to really – elicit any good feelings from me and I think any Panther fans. And we talked about this defense going from good to great. Matt Rule talked about how they need to get more takeaways. They've done that. They need to be better in the red zone. They've done that. But also, you know, a player like C.J. Henderson could be that lockdown third guy when you have J.C. Horn, who's putting the seatbelt on everybody, did a good job on Debo Samuel today. And Dante has experience. And you have another guy who's a top 10 pick in C.J. Henderson where things didn't work out for him in Jacksonville. And it looked like early on in training camp, Steve Smith Sr. was saying it, that he was locking everybody down and he was looking like that guy who could really help elevate the secondary. And he just hasn't. He had the backbreaker pass interference week one against the Browns that led to a touchdown. I think he had one last week as well. Had another one that extended a drive on, on Sunday. It's just... What is he providing? And Scott Rule Fitterer said that that was a move for the future. Okay, the future is now. And C.J. Henderson ain't it, man. He has not done anything to make me think he's going to get his fifth-year option exercise here in Carolina next season. There's still time, but right now I don't see it. Especially if J.C. Horn's out, then he's going to really have to step up. But I haven't seen it, and I'm sure you haven't seen it at all. Derrick Brown, he's, he's gotten a lot better. 
Gross Matos, people were asking me about him on Friday. According to um, Charles Davis on the broadcast crew, it looks like he thought that Gross Matos got a hand on the block kick. I, I saw mostly it looked like it was Derek Brown who got a hand on it. But either way, like these are guys who just have not panned out so far here in Carolina. And to give up compensation, that's just... Oh, my goodness. It's it's frustrating. It, all of it's frustrating. Defensively, like, that's still a good unit. I'm not going to dog these guys. It's not their fault at all that they lost this game. But when the if the injury is going to stack up, then it's going to really be a race to the bottom for the Carolina Panthers. Because defensively, they can't get off the field, which they couldn't do later on, especially without some of those guys in the secondary. They're just not going to be able to have success because they're not getting at the quarterback. I think they have eight sacks so far this season, and four of them are from Brian Burns. They, this pass rush that we had last season, it's no longer there. The run defense is still suspect against teams like the 49ers that really want to run it and set the tone that way. It's a good unit, but, man, they they become real average when you're missing some of these high-level guys. And I'm hoping that none of these injuries are significant because if they're not healthy, I just don't know how the Carolina Panthers have any chance moving forward. And it's starting to get bad. Like Matt Rule, he has a locker room. We're only two weeks removed from him getting the game ball, and there's plenty of Temple and Baylor guys in that locker room that wouldn't appreciate Matt Rule getting fired early. But And they seem to be behind him, but it's getting worse now because they, they lost some close games early on in the season. Like last week, it was kind of a close game, but not really. It was a double-digit score. And in today, man, they, they didn't get dog-walked, but they – they certainly were not that competitive against San Francisco. Now you got the Rams, who are probably looking at Carolina as the get-right game at SoFi next week, and then Tampa Bay. It could get ugly real quick here in Carolina. And a coaching change, hell, that might not even change it because that is an issue, and so is the quarterback and just the offense as a whole. It's it's a tough watch. It really is. So here's the prayers out to all those guys defensively and hoping that they're healthy because they are one of the things I think can keep people coming back every week to watch because they are fun to watch. But they were not that fun to watch on Sunday with four starters out. All right, uh, we'll take another quick pause here, then uh, come back, share more thoughts, try and uh, go through this existential crisis I'm having as I've finally woken up and this team has finally broken me and the reality of having to do a couple more of these, not even a couple, probably like 10. I don't even know, man. This sucks. I'm, I'm going to break. Goodbye. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor ready. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it yet again. Let me introduce you to the new flavor. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks and of course they're covered in 100% real chocolate all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it plus it's healthy for you too cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them run do not walk to built.com right now to snag a box for you and the fam and if you don't want to share with them it's okay you can always find a good hiding place and hoard them all to yourself. It is the perfect treat, and you and your entire family will love it. I'm sure your pets will try to eat it as well. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15, rather, and get 15% off your first order when you go to Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so I'm broken, clearly, and... (laughs) I'm sure there's plenty of y'all who are just like probably screaming like finally, like, finally you, you see what we've been saying, Julian. Like I never didn't see what you were saying. I still, like I've said, while I do think it's time to move on from Matt Rule, I don't take any pleasure in it. Like I'm sure plenty of you will. I, I don't take any pleasure in it. I, it's unfortunate because I want the guy to succeed. Because here's the thing about it, man. If Matt Rule fails, we all fail. Like, there is, Charlotte has that kind of buzz. Like, y'all who have lived here and the team's been good know what it's like. And it's unfortunate, too, for me, because I think that's kind of also kind of the painful thing about covering this team since I moved back at the end of uh, 2018 and really 2019 when I was back here in Charlotte after I was in Connecticut working at ESPN and worked down at um, a station down in Nashville. I, I didn't get to see the 20. 15, 15 and one regular season. I wasn't here in Charlotte. I had just moved. I didn't get to experience what life was like here in Charlotte at that point in time. I was watching it from afar. So you can only imagine how much it hurt when they lost in the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking like, oh man, I'm going to go back home to Charlotte. We're going to have a parade. And to not even get that opportunity and to have missed it all. Like that's really what settled into me. It was just like, man, like I missed everything. I missed all the partying and just the pep rally and all just the feeling of being in an NFL city when your team is 15-1 and one and you feel like you're unstoppable. I missed that. And that sucked. 2017, was, uh, I was in Nashville at the time. I mean, the Titans, I mean, they went to the playoffs. Like they, they had, they've been a good team, but I, I, I missed that. I didn't get an opportunity to be here even for that playoff year. And in Cincinnati, I get back. Cam gets hurt. It's Kyle Allen. Got to listen to that nonsense about he's a franchise. He's not. Will Greer has an ill-fated start in Indianapolis. And it's like, all right, let's run it back. Let's hopefully everything works out. Well, actually, no, it didn't run it back. They fired Matt, they fired Ron Rivera. So you're in here, Matt Rule. Okay, let's see if this works out. He's a college coach. Do we know how that usually works out? Probably not at all. Then you get rid of Cam in the pandemic. And then just 2020 was just not a great year. And just all the people mad as hell every week about Teddy Bridgewater. And then last year, it's okay. Sam Darnold, I'm thinking, this guy stinks. The old line's no good. Like, But they can probably get to 8-9. And boy, was I a fool for thinking that three and zero, false hope, and they're terrible. They lose seven straight at the end of the year, and then this year I'm like, okay, fine, bring back Matt Rule, get a new quarterback. I think Baker, he's good. I think Baker can be that guy if he can be his 2020 self, especially in the second half of the season. He's an upgrade from Sam Darnold. That's, that, that's all going through my mind. I like the moves that Scott Fitter has made. The O line is better. You have the weapons. The defense can only get better. You have a new special teams coordinator, so it's got to improve. But here we are at one and four. So it's just like draining because when basically my entire adult adult life, I basically like I was in college when like most of the cam years, like I finally get here to cover cam and he's gone. And now we're sitting here in quarterback hell. It sucks, dude. And I'm going to keep a smile on my face. I'm going to keep doing the show. I'm going to keep giving you all the best I can give. And I hope that y'all will keep watching, keep listening, and you appreciate the work I put into this. I try to put in the best I can. And I didn't think I really did a great job in the mailbag on Friday. I was pretty drained. But either way, I'm going to try and give you all still the best show I can give you. And I'm going to rock with this team. I mean, hell, I'm, I'm, pay, I'm getting paid to do this, but I'm going to watch this team. I'm going to hope for the best every week. 
I'm going to still try to be positive. But the reality is Matt Rule's not going to be the head coach here. He shouldn't be the head coach here. He's run out of time. He's 11 and 27. It's just not going to happen for him. David Tepper made a mistake. And it's not even where you can sit back and say, oh, well, David Tepper just got this one thing wrong because he hasn't just got this one thing wrong. And this has been my point about, okay, fine, you fire Matt Rule, but how does that change anything? Because David Tepper's the owner. David Tepper had to fire the soccer coach, Miguel Angel Ramirez, 14 matches into the season. And now they have the interim, Christian Latanzio, who's going to be their full-time manager for the next three years. Well, at least it's a three-year deal. It sounds like the right decision for them now, but was that the best guy available? Probably not, but he's the best thing for the club and as far as stability and a young thing. But still, he got his head coaching wrong there with the soccer team, with Charlotte FC. He's gotten the NFL hire wrong. He's bungled, absolutely made a mess of things down in Rock Hill, south of the border from Charlotte. And then with the training facility, like the training facility over there on McAlpine or whatever it is, I used to play like, I had travel across practices on those fields. Those are soccer fields that were already there, that they're putting the HQ and training facility for the soccer team. Like that's like David Tepper had to stumble upon all that. A lot of the things that he said, like he's brought concerts, that's great. It's led the field turf and Tim Kawakami, who's a columnist for the athletic, covers San Francisco sports. He was talking about how the Niners really hated, especially a couple years ago, up in MetLife, all the things that happened. They were having injuries. I don't know how much of them were attributed to the turf, but still, stuff like that where the Players Association has said, this is not acceptable. Play on natural grass. And for the richest owner in the league, well, at least he was until the Denver Broncos people, for him to just you know, pinch pennies and to not have grass and be in such a beautiful climate like we have here in Charlotte, it's just a lot of things are head-scratching with David Tepper. A lot of things are head-scratching. And I know he's feeling it right now that, man, I blew it. I thought this guy who dresses like crap like me, who sweats like me, who used to be a short-order cook like me, man, I see myself in this Matt Rule fella. You blew it, dude. You got the wrong guy. And that's not to say that things would have worked out had they hired Eric Bieniemy. I don't know. For whatever reason, no NFL team wants to hire him. I have no idea what's going on there. No clue at all. And I'm not to say things would have worked out with Mike McCarthy. But they're working out so far in Dallas. But he, he seems to perpetually be on the hot seat because Sean Payton's available. I don't know how things would have gone had he hired somebody else. But he got, he got it wrong. It's very clear he got it wrong. And it's probably it's been clear probably for a lot of people. And I, you know, and really for a lesser extent for me, it's it's kind of been clear like it's probably not gonna work out. But I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna look. And for me, I was really betting on the roster more than I was betting on Matt Rule coming in this year. So I looked at all the areas, like, okay, they improved here, they improved there. Like this should be a team that can compete for a playoff spot. But they got the quarterback wrong yet again. And that's gonna be the story. It's guys getting it wrong. That's the story of these what's going to end up being three wasted seasons in Carolina. Maybe it leads to something great. Maybe they get in the draft and they hit gold. Because, again, like we talked about, drafting a quarterback is not a guarantee. You're playing roulette. I mean, they've been playing quarterback roulette, but you are hoping that you're going to land on the right number and you're going to get the right guy. A lot of teams out there thought they had it. It didn't work out. I mean, look at that draft class back in 2018. Buffalo nailed it. Baltimore nailed it. Arizona didn't get it done. Next, they got another chance, though, and they got their guy. Cleveland, thought they had it, didn't work out. Jets, bombed. It's never a guarantee, but it really is the only path forward. A new head coach, a new quarterback, 
drafted highly in the draft because the Carolina Panthers, they're not going to be a team that's not outside the top 10 in the draft. Like, it's just not going to work out this year. And that stinks. Three wasted seasons because David Tepper decided that Matt Rule was the guy. And Matt Rule, as we saw yet again on Sunday in the Panthers' 37-15 loss to San Francisco, is very much not it. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch Stu's show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show so you do not miss a single episode. I know you guys don't want to miss a single episode. <laughs> Please keep watching. Please keep listening. I'm begging you. And also be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday, like this upcoming Friday, I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council to participate in this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding because we need to more than ever right now. I'll be back tomorrow as we break down Matt Rule's day after press conference. If there even is a day after press conference where we break down, maybe coaching change, I don't know. But I'll be back here on Tuesday. So until then, goodbye. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.